Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. All right, Dan, joining us now, uh, a gentleman we've never had on our show. Crime. Criminal. We've always wanted to have Ralph Russo from the AP on our show. This is the first time. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having Your me. Your agents drive a hard bargain. It, and I, that's probably what has been mucking up this whole process. I am not an easy guy to pin down. Sure. Um, I have a large list of demands, um, mostly having to do with uh, slow-cooked meats and sure. water. That, that sounds <laughs> right. Are you, would you consider yourself the college football impresario of the greater Park Slope area in Brooklyn? <laughs> Amazingly Who enough. Who competes for that? For, for just Park Slope? Just Park Slope. Okay, I think I can probably claim that in Park oh, Slope. Strong. Because you've pretty much got Brooklyn Heights locked down. I'm no down. longer in the Heights. You're I'm no a little bit south of there. Yeah, I'm a few blocks south of there. Okay. We're, we're really, you might have this to. Is, this is really inside you baseball You might have here. to bleep this out. But okay. yes, I, but, I'm in that area. And Paul Meyerberg from USA Today doesn't live very far from me, but right, he's in hardcore downtown Brooklyn, right? Yes. So he's still keeping it real. Yeah. I have a child and a wife. I don't, I no longer keep it real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it real is not part of my, my game plan. This is part of the life advice People segment People are going to relate to this so strongly in Tuscaloosa, right. Columbus, Eugene. No doubt about Brooklyn it. Brooklyn talk. But understand something for all those people out there. Yeah. All those, uh, uh, about 40% of the people that you follow on Twitter for college football. Yeah live in Brooklyn. This is true. Yeah. There, there's a strong contingent. I get an awesome feeling about that. I love the idea that all these people are... Is there like a are... tractor beam in Brooklyn? Like, how does this happen? <laughs> is it just a New York thing because so many media agencies are See, based there? college or... football media members it is, yeah. as a whole are pretty dumb. So when they say, <laughs> would you like to pay $10,000 per square foot? We're right. like, tell me more. I, I still why. remember when uh, we had a show, what was it, like three months ago, yeah. when we were comparing house prices where Dan lives and where oh, yeah. I live. And then actually you come down here it was like, what and was see it? how it was, they live on like 30 like, grand. It was like $650,000. And what yeah. that buys you both in like <laughs> the southern part of Brooklyn and in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It buys you a manor in Allentown. Right, right. It's like a, what, a five or six bedroom, new, palatial. It buys you a two bedroom. Right. Um, I, I think it was in Prospect Heights. That needs work. Yeah. Because on my block, we tried to buy a two-bedroom apartment a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and it needed work. And my wife was like, well, this is so nice. We could do so much with it. Do so much with we, Wait, do so much with what? For, if you have we, 600, we have nothing left to do anything with. If you have 650 grand in Allentown, you basically buy a house with a helipad. <laughs> I mean, that, that is living large. It's unbelievable. You're the king of Allentown, right, aren't I, you? I'm the, a podcast in <laughs> Allentown, perhaps. So, <laughs> right. All right, well, we're here to talk about college football. Yeah. You write okay. for the Associated Press, right. and we talked a little bit before we hit the record button, but what is your like posting schedule? Because the AP prides itself on in many regards, being the first to get a story out, like what is your process for doing just that? Yeah, we are ASAP all the time. Like mm -hmm. there is, we, we are always on deadline figuring somebody is on deadline because everybody uses our stuff. And you know, the way media has evolved over the years, that is still a nice place to be. Um, you know, we, all the newspapers are holding for us, but let's like think outside of newspaper boxes. You know that my story will be in most of the newspapers across news the country. What? Right. <laughs> okay. First of all, let me <laughs> let's talk about the printing. They press. make news on papers now. <laughs> right. But in the internet age, what our niche is for for the folks who want to read about the game as soon as it's over, and obviously there are a lot of people out there who like to read about something as right. soon as they've finished it. 
you know, that's where I come in. Hopefully it's done in, 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 in an instant. Right. My, my, they would like me to file. They would like me to file within five minutes of the game ending. Sure. And, and, and you don't do that? <laughs> well, no, and I do. I mean, no, uh, sure. more often than not, like, b- b- you know, five to ten minutes after the game, there is a full story on the wire. Right. And I keep updating it throughout. Like, I can't really run down to the locker room after a game like t- like t- tomorrow, uh, like Monday night's game. Right. Because... Um, because I have to feed, you know, I'm getting fed quotes, and I have to keep updating the story with mm-hmm. details and things along those lines. So that is a, puts me at a little bit of a disadvantage. That's why guys like, uh, you know, to, to draw a name like a Dennis Dodd uh-huh. uh, or some of the guys from ESPN, they can write like a, maybe a little thicker, richer story sure. with behind-the-scenes details. But my story is also the fastest, and it's it's a little more nuts and bolts. I hopefully can do a little more than that and make mm-hmm. it look good and, and give some good details. But it has to move really, really quickly. Do you, do you have interns? No, what I end up end up end Do you up need having, interns? I could use well, I could use an intern personally, right? Um, but what I end up having is the other AP writers I work with. You know, I, I'm handling the main story. We'll have three or four other guys handling sidebars and maybe a stringer or two, and those guys end up running downstairs and getting the background and the quotes and things along those lines that's going on in that locker room, and they'll feed it to me. Now, they also, you know, little in, little inside baseball, all these press conferences tend to be piped into press boxes these mm-hmm. days, so you can get a few things that way as well. Sure. All right. We have a, do we have mute? We don't have music, do we, Ty? Uh, not, I mean, really. Not currently but at the ready. I'm, I'm not, the first time I've ever been on the show, and I'm not interesting enough. You have to trump me already. <laughs> it's not yeah. a matter of that. Like, it is not trumping at all. I would say it's more of a, a Stockton Malone. Right. That okay. That's you, what I was thinking. You add salt to cookies to really bring out the flavor. So the salt in this scenario, I guess, would be the USA Today's Nicole Auerbach, who's been ducking the show yep. after a, a disappointing, I would say, uh, performance trivia-wise about her home state. Really? I would say she's been ducking the show, but I feel like she finally has the gumption to return. Hot mic, Nicole. Hot mic. You, you have a hot mic, I wasn't Nicole. sure about that. Yeah. Hi, guys. It's been so long. Ralph loves me. <laughs> so in front of us now, we, of course, have Ralph Russo and Nicole Auerbach from the USA Today. Uh, Ralph from the AP. Um, Ty does not have music. I don't know. I know. I, I didn't know this was going to happen. Do you want to talk about Ohio State and Oregon? Are they or still playing? They're still playing. If they're still playing, we can still talk about them. Yes. Sure. Um, let's start with Ralph. Okay. Um, you've been here in Dallas for how long? I got in Thursday or Wednesday. Wednesday. I okay. got in Wednesday. Has your opinion before you got here changed at all since you've gotten here? If so, in what way? And what if, what are you sort of most excited about looking forward to the game? My opinion has changed. That happens all the time, though. Mm-hmm. I think you almost every year when I cover the championship game, yeah. this year it's structured a little differently, but right. you always st- you show up with the idea that I like t- Team A, and by the time you get to the game, you've, you've You're talking yourself, yourself talking to yourself, Team B. Yeah, yeah. To team B. And, and the way that has worked is I – stop picking against Oregon. I right. picked against them last week. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know what? I'm done picking against this team. I'm done picking against Mariota. I'm, I'm riding the Oregon train. Sure. Now I'm thinking a little buyer's remorse on Oregon, and I'm thinking Ohio State might win this game. So here's the question, game. though. Does that happen in all big games that you cover? Because I feel like there's probably a tendency to do that. The closer you get to right. it, the more details you uncover, all of a sudden you start second-guessing yourself. Time no. No, it, it totally is. And so that's why I don't necessarily – I don't know where to go with that feeling that all of a sudden now I think Ohio – I do think Ohio State – I think Ohio State is more talented, top to bottom. I think they have more NFL players. I think they look like 
they 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 probably passed the eye test. Sure, and like we, Florida we State. Around, like like Florida <laughs> State. Exactly, <laughs> exactly like Florida State. The the one thing Ohio State doesn't do they don't they don't turn it over all the time like right. Florida State does. Like we really should have seen that coming with mm-hmm. Florida State. Some of us Oregon. did. Yeah, I I Uh-oh. feel like. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Louisville. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so right now you are, you've talked yourself more into Ohio State in this game. I have talked myself into thinking Ohio State is more likely to Stands win this a game, better chance. but I think I'm still sticking with my Oregon pick because that's in print and I'm sort of bound to it. Okay. Again, we'll get back to this idea of print. I'm, yes. I'm so very confused. Uh, Nicole. Same question to you. What were your thoughts coming into your time in Dallas? How has your time here affected those thoughts, if at all? Where do you stand? We're recording this, what, Sunday lunchtime? Yeah. Yeah, so so I'm like Ralph. I was, although I did not think Florida State was going to win that Rose Bowl, but right. like entering bowl season, I picked Oregon to win the title. Mm-hmm. But that was also under the assumption that Oregon would be playing Alabama in the title game. And so I think that the Ohio State matchup is a little bit different. And I think that, kind of like what Ralph was saying, the eye test, like Ohio State looks so good. They're, they have a third-string quarterback who is probably better than how many quarterbacks in the country? I mean, most quarterbacks in the country. So I just think... Third-best quarterback in the Big Ten. Yes, they're all on the same team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we can battle for fourth-best. Mitch right. Leidner says, how dare you, sir, <laughs> or madam. Forget, there are Michigan State fans who are going to freak out right now. But, True. But you know, we'll deal with them later. Yeah, but I mean, I just think that... Um, it's just an interesting matchup, and Ohio State has done so well. Like, they have so much talent and skills and athleticism, and they're getting really hard to pick against. I mean, I thought they would give Alabama a good game. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about Cardell Jones, but I wasn't shocked that they won that game. And right. I wouldn't be shocked if they won this one either, but I, I sort of have sh- – and I've shifted towards that now where maybe they're going to win the game. Where, like, before I still thought Oregon would probably do it. But now it's, it's just – it's so hard to tell, but I think – these two teams were so much better than the two teams that they played last week that at least, like, we'll be okay with that. Cardell Jones obviously has been the big storyline that a lot of people on the Ohio State side have followed just because third-string quarterback, and how often does that happen? Um, What else on the Ohio State side do you find intriguing if you're not writing about Cardell Jones? Yeah, we've written a lot about about Cardell Jones. Um, and I thought it was funny, Urban Meyer, like, pointing out that, like, he would have been the number two guy in the spring. I mean, he won that job. Uh, so he's not really, like, your typical third-string quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of also about, like, their defensive line, Joey Bosa. I mean, those guys are kind of terrifying. Um, I mean, that, that played the end of the Penn State game. That was, like, on a loop, Joey Bosa. I mean, they're, they're terrifying. They, they just got really good players. I, I spent a lot of time with Ohio State the last month or so, and um, one of the guys I just – Tyvis Powell's hilarious, and he's Cardell's roommate, so a lot of it, again, is back to Cardell Jones. But uh, you Everything's know, coming had... up Cardell, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Everything I, I suppose so. But, uh, yeah, he was talking about how Cardell cannot cook and is t- <laughs> promised to make taco salad after Shocker. the season. Again, taco salad does not seem that difficult. I just want to put that out there. But apparently <laughs> he's... It to be a low salad. bar. It's, it's a it's low bar, salad. but that is what yeah. Cardell Jones has promised. And uh, Powell was saying that, like, he's like, please pray for us. He cannot cook. <laughs> <laughs> How much yeah. taco concerned. salad does it take to nourish to Cardell, Cardell Jones? Cardell Jones? <laughs> Maybe that's the test here. Those Maybe that's the why they're so worried. The um, amount of taco which, salad. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll pose this to both of you. Um, a lo- after a lot of these games, even after the semifinal game, Oregon and Florida State, but previous national championships, Alabama, Notre Dame, even LSU, Alabama, there was a lot of, oh, you know what? We should have seen this coming, and we talked ourselves into something else. And it seems like the talking ourselves into 
is going in the direction of Ohio State after beating Alabama. And the, the Oregon, Oregon has been more consistent over this season. Since the loss to Arizona, they've beaten everybody by 27, 30 points, whatever the case is. And now it seems like people are talking themselves more into Ohio State. In, I, I don't want to say in a similar way, talking themselves into Notre Dame against Alabama that they would make that a game. Where do you think, results-wise, we're going to look back and say, oh, we should have seen X coming? Here's where I think and why I'll still ultimately land on. I'll stick with Oregon. Right. Last week, I figured, well, Cardell Jones against an Alabama team. It's always about Cardell. Cardell Jones against an Alabama team, we could expect him to make some mistakes. That will flip this game around. Essentially, that's probably what we're missing here. We're we're being sort of hypnotized by how well Cardell has done and how well they've run the ball, especially. I mean, I think that's Oregon's biggest fear is that they give up 350 yards rushing, right? Um, So, but... The reality is you have Mar- Marcus Mariota who very re- who plays at incredibly high level and very rarely makes mistakes against a kid who is p- starting his third game and has to, will have to make throws into the middle of the field to beat Oregon, right. which you can sort of see Jones having, you know, maybe 14 for 30 with three or two or three picks and a fumble, and that's the thing that would not surprise anybody that, that I think we're sort of glossing over right now. I think that's the formula that gets Oregon a victory is a few mistakes by a guy who's a who's a, who's a, who's a yeah, playing his third game. So why wouldn't we expect him to have a game with two or three interceptions? Right. I mean, I, I think that's the, the legend of Cardell Jones has grown over the last week by beating, uh, you know, Alabama. It was sort of there. It was sort of like – the Big Ten Championship is like, well, you could just throw anyone at, you know, quarterback for Ohio State. But then, you know, you saw his arm and you kind of get mesmerized a little bit by that and the concept that there's so many, like Ezekiel Elliott, there's so many other pieces around him that he doesn't even have to do that much, but he can. So I agree with Ralph that, you know, without turning the ball over, we've been mesmerized by this team. Like, they, they have looked so good. And, and we're forgetting, you know, the Alabama team is not the Alabama team of a few years ago. It, it was – there were weaknesses there and that Oregon doesn't have. But I think, you know, part of it still, you know, we've written about it this week and people talked about it, but Oregon's defense doesn't get enough credit, doesn't get enough respect. So, so therefore, people are thinking that, that maybe Cardell Jones will be able to pick apart this defense or that he will not make mistakes. They will not force him to make mistakes. But So I think that that's part of it and just the shift. But I think it's like this mythological Cardell Jones thing and that he can throw the ball 80, 85 yards. It's sort of gotten to that point, like Mike Vick on his knees throwing it you yeah. know, into the stands. Uh, I've, I've contributed to this. I wrote about this. Right. Well, everyone has, right? <laughs> We've talked about it all week. You're a Michigan grad. Mm-hmm. Who should Michigan grads, who should Big Ten fans root for? Should they root for Ohio State? Because we got emails here from people. Mixed. Saying, well, um, like, it's good that. She's also on the Big Ten Network. On the Big Ten Network, that's right. Which I want to touch on, but continue. But, like, Big Ten people are kind of mixed on this because most Big Ten people, unless you're an Ohio State fan, don't like Ohio State. Uh, But at Mm -hmm. the same time, the Big Ten has sort of had this slumping reputation against big teams and big games. Who do you root for here? Well, Jim Harbaugh is rooting for Ohio State. Yes, so that's I, true. Think, I guess you could just follow the savior of the program. Mm-hmm. Right. He if is you're the savior. A follow Michigan the fans. Uh, no, but I, I think I think you do ultimately root for Ohio State. I know that there's a lot of Michigan fans that will never do that, and they absolutely hate when like Ohio State plays Michigan State because they want the field to explode, and you know they just don't want that. But uh, but I think that. The Big Ten has redeemed itself quite a bit in bowl season so far. January 1st was huge. Um, so not only to get into the playoff, which people you know swore that they would not get a team in the playoff, but to win a national championship in the first year of the playoff, that's huge for the league. And I think if you're a Michigan fan, 
you don't want to think about it this way, but I mean, if you beat an Ohio State team that's a defending national champion next year in Harbaugh's first year, something like that, I mean, there, there's more at stake when Ohio State is better. And that's kind of what has been missing the other way, where Ohio State fans and even some of the players, when, when Jim Harbaugh was about to be hired, they were saying at the Sugar Bowl, they were like, well, it'll be good if Michigan's better, you know, for our rival. Like, basically, like, please get better so that this game means more. So so Ohio State being good only contributes to that rivalry, I think. You know what? I think there's an old school Michigan Ohio State fan base that likes to and I've heard this because I have I'm older than you guys and I have no I have I have friends who are Ohio Ohio State guys a youthful glow (laughs) Ohio State Michigan fans and they will always talk about you know it's a real respectful rivalry we I want Michigan to do well and from an Ohio State perspective I want Michigan to do well and then we you know we have a big game at the The end the integrity of the Big Ten yeah I mean there is well they want or or play spoiler for like a national championship not just Uh, especially with the reputation that the Big Ten has sort of rightfully mm-hmm. accrued over these past few right. bowl seasons. So so I, I tend to think if you're an, if you're a Michigan fan, you should be rooting for Ohio State. And, you know, I, I again, this is just my sense of it. There will be people who will completely disagree. I get the sense that Michigan-Ohio State is a little different from Auburn-Alabama, where I don't think an Auburn fan would could possibly get it into in them to root for Alabama. And I do think an Ohio State-Michigan situation... Those SEC fans love the SEC. They're you, blood brothers, right? Yeah, to an extent. They, though, they chant they, their conference right, but at they games. All, but, but I, and I remember yes, I after, after, Alabama, after, yes. after Oklahoma lost, uh, beat Alabama last year, I do remember getting a lot of feedback from SEC fans like, yeah, we really love our conference. And that's not just all Auburn. And right. we really love our conference, but we really hate Alabama. That's fair. Right, yeah. but I think there's there are probably people who feel that way. I mean, there's definitely Big Ten fans that feel that way about Michigan. But I think Ohio State no, there's, gets there, there too. That, yeah, there are definitely know? Big Ten fans that feel that way, especially about Ohio State now because right. Michigan has with been, Urban Meyer. Uh, sorry, it helps Nicole, but me. Michigan hasn't been that relevant lately. But so Ohio I'm State. I'm very has aware. I'm aware of that. Faults, <laughs> but no, no. All, all jokes aside, though. But Ohio State has become that like oh. They're, they're Ohio State. And they're, they're like they're everybody's sort of biggest the game. Big if, if Wisconsin yeah. were here, it would be a more universally lauded situation. You could not have said it better. Right. Um, Nicole, you were every week on the Big Ten Network. It's Big Ten and Beyond is the yes. show. Let's plug some shows. Um, is this Ohio State performance, aside from the Cardell Jones uh, replacing JT Barrett, is this sort of late season performance and improvement something you saw coming, covering the team and their conference games every week? Is it something anybody else in the Big Ten Network offices saw coming? Was this sort of improvement on your radar? Uh, yeah, so it was very interesting. So for about the first half of the season, the team, I mean, we would do, you know, it's beyond. So we would right. talk about some of the big games and the, the storylines, James Winston, whoever, Heisman right. stuff. national stuff too. But we would obviously always have at least one segment voted to the playoff. So for the first half of the year, it was Michigan State. What does Michigan State need to do? What are Michigan State's chances? How much does this Michigan State-Ohio State game matter for Michigan State? And I was pretty convinced at that point that the worst thing for the Big Ten would be Ohio State winning that game because I thought that would effectively say that they they don't get a team in the playoff. We didn't know how well or how much credit these teams would get for getting better throughout the season, which is one thing that the playoff, I think, has shown. And the two teams that are in the championship game have definitely been rewarded for getting better throughout the season. I mean, Oregon has now beaten every team on the schedule so far. They got to play the team again. So, so I think we didn't know how that would play out and or, or how much the committee would view that win. for uh, Michigan State was highly re- regarded, I think, throughout the year. And 
um, that helped Ohio State. And then we didn't know that Minnesota, you know, Minnesota was kind of thrilled to be a measuring stick team. Yep. They were thrilled to be in that top 25 yep. and be like, everyone's talking about us. TCU beat us. Ohio State beat us. Who beat us by less? Who's mm. better? Uh, so, so you know, I, I think that that kind of did blindside me a little bit. I mean, obviously, then they become the Big Ten's hope. So we discuss it every week. And then you discuss and you discuss, and JT Bear is a Heisman contender. And, and then he goes down. So I, I don't think you could have predicted any of that or that we didn't know much about Cardell Jones, that he would step in so seamlessly. And that kind of validated. And, I mean, you know, the committee has kind of talked about that they had that one game that was a chance to prove that they were better. Another quality win that Ohio State could get. But we also got to see that it didn't necessarily matter as much who was that quarterback because of how good the team was around him. And I think that just only helped Ohio State. But these are things that we didn't necessarily know because we thought the quarterback was so crucial mm-hmm. and so good. Uh, that the supporting cast was really strong and, and that they would be rewarded for getting better, for playing a championship game, different things like that through, down the path. Can, can I give myself a plug here? Oh, please do. All right. At the beginning of the year, at, right after Brex and Miller got, got hurt, I had to put a prediction for the playoff together. Mm-hmm. This is after Miller got hurt. And yes. I thought, you know what? Oregon, Florida State, Alabama, those are easy. I'm going to stick with Ohio State. Wow. Um, and I looked like a fool sure. within a few weeks after they got crushed by Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Then at the point when we started, the rankings started coming out, we started putting together something at the AP called Playoff Pulse, and every week I would have to sort of project who was going to be in the playoff. And this was about by midseason, and Barrett was starting to play well. And even though I hadn't covered them live, I'm like, this team could still do this. I think I we had, talked about it around this point. I, I, I had you look at their schedule, and it's right. sort of yeah. set up well. Right. Yeah. I had but them, they were killing Rutgers, so it's still them, hard to. I had them projected from that first projected on, projection on. So I've gotten this right the whole way. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm, now, uh, listen, there's a little luck. Legacy in, media, the Associated <laughs> Press, <laughs> put in their due diligence Here's and the knew everything. They guessed correctly. Clearly, there's a little Pulling bit of luck the strings, here, right? Illuminati. At a certain point, at a certain point, I think I started picking them because... I thought maybe I might be right, and I just right. wanted to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I thought it would be really cool for me to be right. So <laughs> this so, was all about Ralph. The so playoff was part all of about but, Ralph. But uh, to you know, to dial it back a little bit, I, I do see, uh, about, by about midway through the season, I, I in watching them, even though they were crushing teams that we consider like you know fodder, you could tell that this team was pretty good and had a chance to beat Michigan State. And then once it beat Michigan State, then things would get really interesting. Yeah, I think the, the for me one of the, the the moment of doubt and like were they good or not was the Penn State game where they almost lost. Right. But then after Absolutely. that, it's been kind of smooth sailing. That actually, what is the median? I think it's the median. Was that the most average or is that the, in the middle? The mean would be the average. The, the mean median would be average, is like so right in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. the median is in the middle. What is their median median game? Probably on the back half of their schedule that you think is most indicative of what each of these teams can do. To me, it seems like for Oregon, the I couldn't really figure. The median of the back half. The median of the back half. Well, that's, that's when we sort of know what we have in these teams. <laughs> is I it guess Utah so, for Oregon. So it would either be Utah or Stanford. I felt like. I felt like those were the most ordinary games, not in a bad way, but like it right. wasn't their greatest performance, but at the same time, it wasn't a down performance. The, the thing with Ohio State, though, and why that's a hard question they is because they didn't play. Well, right. no, but they also didn't play like the caliber of teams on right. a consistent basis. You almost basis, have like to hone in on a quarter or a half with sure. Ohio State because so what, they blew is, everybody out. What is the most Ohio State and what is, what is the most Oregon how, moment or situation of the how season? How about the second half 
of the Indiana. I was game. thinking Indiana too. Okay. Yeah. Jalen right. Marshall went off. Yeah. Right. right. We, we look like, well, what's going on with this team? Yeah. Are they in How trouble? How do they respond? That seems fair. Yeah. But, and then they didn't just take off and, and win. And, you know, I, I know it got a little, there was a long run at the end. Right. So it made Tevin them seem a little yeah. closer. But nonetheless, I mean, they ended up winning that game fairly handily. Right. With basically just two two good quarters, a quarter and mm-hmm. a half of really good football. It was one of those like, oh, turn on the whatever network that yeah. game was on. Yeah, it was, getting, yeah, it was yeah. getting close. And then, bang, it was over. All right, so I've got one question, then we've got a little game for oh, uh, yeah. both of you. I will on, do bad at this on, game. on that side oh. of the okay, table. Okay, so he has sci- you have science quiz? I have a science quiz. Oh, it, but it looks like it's well. a little kid font. It is. This is yeah, but remember, of, you guys found some sense. weird website that was like New Jersey trivia that I was have, supposed to be easy? I have JeopardyLabs.com, sixth grade categories. My daughter's in my daughter's in third grade. Okay, <laughs> okay so you're so, getting ready. So I'm we could call her up if you want to go heads up. But oh God, Rob, where did you where did you attend college? Fordham University. Okay, oh, so the Bronx. pride of the Bronx. Go Rams. Here, here is my okay. final question, college football related. Before yeah. we get to this, you both are writers, and I realize this may put you both in a difficult situation. Are you happy or are you sad that you can't write about Florida State in this championship now? Are you glad they're not here? I mean, I know Nicole misses Florida State Twitter. I, I think Florida State Twitter is... Florida State Twitter never really attacked me, but I was fe- <laughs> no, fearful of them out. the entire time. You are I, I, wrote, out, I wrote about them uh, and all the comebacks, kind of like how improbable they were leading into ACC championship game and covered them there. You know, I think it's an interesting question. I don't think writers are going to say like happy or sad, right. but they were... They're interesting. So, I mean, there's always something to write about. Um, but there's also completely different storylines that we haven't written about all year or last year by having two new teams here. So that's my diplomatic I, answer. I will say there is a certain relief in not having to write about it because they were so polarizing. And and, and because we are now multi-platform distributors of content mm-hmm. beyond just being writers. Wow, that was a great line. And to be engaged with, like, Twitter. And, and quite frankly, that was getting to be a bit of a drag. Um, the negativity, the negativity on both sides, people who are so negative against Florida State and people and Florida State fans who are so negative against you for pointing out anything negative about them. That Especially was be- the national media, just perception or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was, I was just getting a little tired of that from from both sides of the fence. Right. OK, fair enough. Ty got up to do something. Ty's back. He's got an iPad. This is we're, speaking we're of loading, multi-platform. We're loading the soundboard. All right. Ralph, if you had to bet on somebody in sixth grade trivia, is it you or Nicole? Who do you think uh, is? I have so no. I have categories in front of me: math, social studies, language arts, science, and wild. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going with wild. Me. Are you like going wild with? like the wilderness? I'm gonna look. I think it's. Um, Again, I have a I have a small child. This, I think it's just have, uh, Nicole is is closer to being a small child than I was. <laughs> but I have a small child, so true. I feel like I've. Boned I do up not on have this. a child. No, um, not that we know. I think confirming. wild is more wild <laughs> right. card. I would know. Right. Wild well, is is miscellaneous. You like to think, right? <laughs> All right, Dan. Here's here's what we got going on here. Okay, we can, what do we, we have? can do this. We can. Oh wow, we yeah. have sounds. This is this is very low tech, but we can make $100 it hundred dollars for that app. That's right. Um, all right, we're going to start with the senior member. Uh, Ralph, math, social studies, language arts, science, or wild, and for between 1 and 500. 100, wow. 200, it's like Jeopardy. Let's go social studies. For how many? And, you know, 300. 300. Any action that is related to the making, <laughs> buying, and selling of goods and services is what? <laughs> Commerce? I, I think we I should think we accept should that. Accept Economic that. activity is what this site is telling us. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't play the family feud bell in Jeopardy, but we'll play it here. Okay, let's go. Okay, Nicole, category. Um, 
It was math, science, social studies, and what? Science and wild. That's wild like, is miscellaneous. Wild, like wild card. No, right? yeah, wild yeah. card. All right, let's do right, okay. social studies for 400. Right? Social studies for four. So Ralph has 300. The ring of small towns and suburbs that surround a big city. This is an, an this insane is actual answer. Jeopardy, by the way. Yeah. The ring of small towns and suburbs that surround it. I, I would, would not have, have gotten said it. suburbs. <laughs> that's um, the answer. It is telling me urban fringe. Wow. Urban fringe. Is that, apparently that's I think I'm going to disregard this site. That is a weird answer. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to space trivia. Space trivia. <laughs> Mr. Russo, um, Olympus Mons is a large volcanic mountain located on which planet? <laughs> space trivia? <laughs> I should probably Interstellar was it, very big this is year. It, uh, I didn't it, watch it's it. a planet, so it's obviously not the moon. Is Olympus it? Mons. Olympus, Olympus Mons. Mons is on... Let's, I'm going to go Saturn. That is, I don't have the buzzer, but it's... Uh, what is it? It is Mars. Mars. That was my other choice. Right. Um, we will go to... Um, I, I don't know. I don't know space. What, what categories do you feel like you are strongest at if you were to watch Teen Jeopardy, say? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start out there. Because that's where it would have to be, right? You're right. I would I actually Celebrity Jeopardy. Celebrity that's, Jeopardy. That's the, because that's the easiest Jeopardy, right? This is true. I'm going to load that up right Jeopardy. now. That might be another, fair. Okay. And you guys, we have two celebrities in front of us. We do. So... All right, we here you go. Here's, here's another space one for uh, Nicole. Um, is the planet Neptune bigger than Earth? Yes. There you go. So that I was think, a 50-50 that was, Yeah. <laughs> you really... Unlike Urban Fringe, there were only two possible answers there. Um, I don't have Celebrity Jeopardy So we have a yet. scoreboard here. Is it 1-1? One, one? Yes. All right. Essentially, so for, right. Essentially, I mean, it's 1-all. We'll questions. go first one to like three. Mm-hmm. Wins this showdown here. Okay. This is a shot for redemption. Okay. Miss Auerbach. Yes, I know. I need it. Okay. I have Celebrity Jeopardy loading. Um, before we get to that, do you have any fun stories, background? We're at that part of the show. Did you meet anybody famous when you were a little kid? Any great field trips you took? My only fun story is having watched you guys yesterday almost have Bruce Feldman and, and Stuart Mandel come to blows. Oh, we got the aftermath of that at dinner. We I, got the I whole story. We had to work it out. Yes. They're, they're still might be working it, out. It led to a whole conversation, apparently, about how all the national college football writers did in college. Like, we, well, we also decided who our lifelines would be if we were on a game show. Okay. Oh, that's a good question, too. No, we just did guess, like, were you a good student or not? You know who my that's lifeline true. would be if I was on a game show? Who's that? Paul Meyerberg from USA Today. He's a very well-read person. We had him on the show last year. Did terribly at trivia. Just but he's so really you know. good at, like, crosswords. He's so good at crosswords. I'd go with like Spencer Hall at my own company. Really? I'm biased. He, he has a, a steel trap memory. And has like lived around the world and remembers everything okay. that has ever happened. Um, all right, we're gonna go with the 600 category. So it's right in the middle of Celebrity Jeopardy. Here we go. <laughs> Who, who's this one to? I is laughing. I'm worried. No, these this, are good questions. This one goes. This one goes to Ralph. So essentially, it's a, a new game. Okay. Both are tied. <laughs> these at are one. good questions. I'm actually really happy with these. Both this are is tied Ralph. at one. First to three wins. This is Stonehenge is the category, but it's just things that as it relates to it. One legend says that this magician who helped King Arthur used his powers to build Stonehenge. Oh, um, I'll repeat it. One legend you know says. I don't need you to repeat. Okay, it. Merlin. Correct. That's correct. Ding. Give me a ding. Oh, I, I closed it already. Hold on. <laughs> Where is it? There we go. This was Thank from you. 2006, so Thank maybe you, you saw much. this episode. Um, Oh, here is we that go. that another knock on my age? Is that another like? I no, mean, I was like alive watching college. Jeopardy. We were in college. <laughs> she was and eligible cool to be watching, time, and you know, you were an old man watching Jeopardy. This is true. <laughs> like, 
I watched Jeopardy Here we in come. 2006. This is this is to Nicole. Uh, the category generous food portions. Generous food generous portions. Generous food portions. Run as fast as you can. You can't catch this treat. Me on the gingerbread man. That is correct. There I think go. we should have gone with these questions <laughs> way before. These are, we got some good questions. Um, All right, here let me let me go this. Please, way. Go. this oh this is a good one for Ralph. What he if should, we this tie? is from his era. <laughs> We're making this up as we go along. <laughs> this is right here. There is no plan at, 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 any, at any point. He's getting it to three faster just because he goes so This is that 70s show. That 70s show. For 800. Right. So stuff from the 70s. Um, uh, Tom, do this one. Tom Selleck appeared as the rival detective Lance White on this show that starred James Garner. The Rockford Files. That's correct. That, that is, is correct. There you go. <laughs> Two in a row. No, she's not, oh, wow. She's giving a dab. So for in the non-visual medium... Ralph offered the fist pound to Nicole, and she was very sheepish about reciprocating. Because she's I taking accepted. this pretty seriously and thinking, like, I'm your competition, buddy. Back off. But Ooh. I also like Ralph as a human. This so. is one That's that everybody too. should know. This is for a 1,000, though, under generous food portions. In 1993, chefs from Glasgow's Hilton and others used 80 ox stomachs to make the largest this on record, 668 pounds. Och, ay, is the exclamation that's given at the end of it. Is 80 it? ox stomachs, Scottish, Glasgow and Scotland, to make this dish. Everyone should know this. I feel like, would you have known this, Ty? I think I would have. Ralph? Is it a, is it a sausage? It is a, it is a Scottish delicacy. That Radio Row is at a standstill. built in st- into stomachs. Ox stomachs, cow this stomachs. It's 100% not something I would eat ever. Oh, I, I mean, neither would I. No, never. never. Do you have a guess? It sounds like tripe of it is, some it sort. Is, tripe is intestine, Ralph. It's close. It is close. Um, um, People that have watched The Simpsons should know this because of groundskeeper Willie. I do not know. The answer is is haggis. Oh, haggis. Oh my gosh. Have you been to Scotland, Nicole? No. Okay. Wow. Maybe you have. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, Every, everyone should know this. Um, let's go with an easier question for Ralph here. Um, mm, these are really easy. Here we go. Is it really a category? You what gotta, are you doing later? Yeah. Did I see that correctly? <laughs> uh... Yeah, what are you doing later? That one's too easy, though. Um, you got to break some eggs to make this item. You got to break some eggs to make this item. An omelet? That's correct. Wow. That, that is correct. a little too easy. That is correct. We won't even do the ding. Huh. Yeah, we go. I mean, how dumb are the celebrities? I mean, they're, they're <laughs> pretty, pretty dumb. dumb. Yeah. What right. is an egg? <laughs> Ooh, here we go. In 1999, what were you doing in 1999? This is to Nicole. I don't know. Going to school. <laughs> Going to school. Presumably, right? This six-year-old Being Cuban a Girl Scout. This six-year-old <laughs> Cuban refugee was the subject of a. <laughs> Ty just did a spit take. <laughs> the not part of the question. In 1999, this six-year-old Cuban refugee was the subject of a custody battle. Um, 1999. There's a famous picture of him in oh, a closet. I, I, oh, I yep. know this. Oh my goodness, I do too, and I can't. I can't think of the guy's this name. This six-year-old Cuban refugee. This, this could be for the steal and <sighs> the wind, Dan. The answer is Yasiel Puig. <laughs> Yasiel Puig. Uh, no, it is not. What is, yeah, what can, is this? I cannot remember the kid's name. Ralph Russo? Who is Elian Gonzalez. That is correct. Oh. That is correct. See, that was unfair because that was an age. Ralph was more aware of the world than I was at that point. I think, I think we've got a clear winner here. We um, all knew this would happen. Dun, I hate you guys and your trivia. Dun, 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 I, I'm willing dun, to give. Dun. Ralph is celebrating. <laughs> I don't win much. We're not going to go with the 70s question for Nicole. I'm going to give her one chance for comeuppance. Okay. Um, Just for final redemption. Final redemption. Make it the egg omelet question. 
<laughs> it takes. Oh, we know about druids. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Uh, informally, this is only for eight hundred under King of the Hill. Hill in quotations. Hill in quotations. Yep. Informally, if something is worth virtually nothing at all, it doesn't amount to this uh, three-word food item. Wow. Informally, if something is worth virtually nothing at all, it, quote, doesn't amount to, end quote, this three-word food item. Of course, the category, once again, king of the, quote, hill, end quote. Congratulations, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph has a, a smile from ear to ear. Uh, we're going to do no guess. I'm not. King of the, quote, hill. Yeah, no, I'm One sure of the three I've... words is hill. One of the words is hill. I am not even. I, my brain is not working, and also I just congratulate Ralph on this. Chance to steal, of course. Go it's, Fordham Rams. This is the the, the put back dunk on top put, of. Oh, the stop it! I, I was very polite the, the, and. We've got a posterization, nice. a <laughs> trivial posterization right, right. in front of us. Right, the hill of beans. Hill of beans hill is of correct. Beans. Beans. I have actually never heard of that. Really? Wow. Okay. New Jersey. Stand well, up. Yeah, right. Thank Let's you. not put Thank this you. on my state again. Hopefully, we didn't end another friendship here. Listen, no, no, no. The, the, the not. Bruce and Stu thing—they'll be friends by 2017, right? And Without it'll all question. be worked out. Yeah, the college football home wrecking podcast is what we are. <laughs> this is true. In light of yesterday, they're coworkers. At least Ralph and Nicole are not. Yeah, this is well, also true. Right. Okay, also true. Fair Nicole, enough. Nicole lives in Manhattan. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, you're an so, outer borough guy, right? So you have. I don't know, a little bit more room for all of your encyclopedias and <laughs> dictionaries. Really. Just a little. Uh, okay, final prediction, score-wise. I'm sticking with what is on the wire mm -hmm. and in, on the internet right now. You don't now. have to. And it, no, I'm, I am. I'm sticking with it, and it, I, I think I had it at 43-38 Oregon. Okay. okay, 43. So right on the, the current line of five points that it has gone down oh, the to line from has gone seven. Down. Yeah, 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 from the, the Darren that. Carrington news. Okay. Uh, Nicole? Um, you know, I think I've been swayed. I think I'm going to go Ohio State wins 45-42. Uh, wow. Okay. That'd Shootout. Be good, that'd be a good game. And Although that also implies that Oregon doesn't go for two on the first touchdown, so maybe 43. They could miss it and get they two on right. another. Oh, that's true. Right. This okay. is true. All right, I'll keep it, 42. And go. final question, Nicole. A great Greek warrior. This no, is the we're not. No, we're done. A great <laughs> Greek warrior done. or a tendon attached to the heel. Oh, Achilles. That Yay! is correct. Right. Going out on a high note. So that's the parting that. gift. That's yes. Good. Ralph Russo, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much for having me. Nicole Auerbach, thank you as well. Thank you, but next time no trivia.